Jews and the world. My name is Prince, and I've come to play with you. 40 for Perettis. Oh, I got a live one here. <laughs> Ten win season, just the seventh in the history of the program. Dino Babers has delivered on his promises. It's over! It's over! The Orange have won it! Syracuse has won the national championship! This is the Seth Everett Show. Hey everybody, it is Friday, uh, December 13th, 2019, live and local on ESPN Syracuse, right here in central New York. How's everybody doing? My name is Seth Everett. Pauly Sibilia will be with us in just a second. Uh, he's en route to Georgetown for the rivalry game that to him is not a rivalry. And we were going to have him on just to talk about things and have fun with him, but I'm still mad at him from yesterday. So, you know, we'll, we'll get that out of our system. Also, Nico Tamarian from CNY Central is going to join us. Uh, Nico, uh, fine young man, uh, is going to be hosting our Twitch watch party for the rivalry game against Georgetown. Why do we keep saying the word rivalry? It's a rivalry. Also, hello out there. Hello out there. Um, I believe we are broadcasting live on the Q Sports Talk Twitch stream. So it's a good thing I'm wearing pants. Um, we are live and local all around the world. So I hope that works out for people as well. What you can't see behind the camera is what I was doing literally leading up to this hour. Getting ready here in our studios for the broadcast. Getting ready. Extra prep. You know, understanding the Georgetown defense, all those things we were thinking of doing. And then I get the tweet that the Mandalorian episode six came out. And so I'm about 45 minutes in. Well, no, the show is 40 minutes. I'm about 35 minutes in. I have five minutes left. So here's how Polly can make up for his week of talking about it's not a rivalry. We don't need to play them. All this gobbledygook that literally he is in the minority. He's the only person that cares. If he wants to host this show for five minutes to let me watch the rest of it, I will turn the camera around and I will show the Mandalorian's last five minutes on the Twitch Q Sports Talk stream. Paulie's in the car on driving to Georgetown. What do you think of that proposal, my friend? You are always trying to get out of work. That's it all I'm trying crazy. to do. If the Mandal- always scheming and planning. Every Friday, every Friday when the Mandalorian comes out, I have no focus on anything in the sports world. I'm telling you, Lamar Jackson could have thrown 25 touchdown passes. I don't care. <laughs> I don't remember it. All I know is Mando and Baby Yoda was great again. Uh, do you realize the commercial breaks are four and a half minutes, so you could do it during the commercial break? That's a good idea. I could do it. I just wanted to use it as an excuse to uh, just get some penance for the fact that at least three of this week's shows, you have said that this is not a rivalry anymore. And everywhere you look, if you look online, if you look on social media, if you ask the coaching staff, if you ask the players, if you ask anyone in the building, is this a rivalry game? The answer is yes. 
you are the lone dissenter. If this was a jury trial, we would, and I think we lost power. He he dropped. That that's exactly what he he hung up the phone because he said, "I don't want to have this heat anymore." The fact of the matter is, is this is a rivalry game. If you are just joining us and you have not heard any of our show during the week, I it's okay. You can subscribe to the podcast. It's it's all right. And now there's archives on Twitch, so you have new ways to consume this media. But the fact of the matter is, is that when Syracuse was in its heyday, the Big East, this was the number one rival. There were other rivals. There were definitely UConn, and there's Villanova, and there's other rivals. I get it. Georgetown was number one. Georgetown is part of the Syracuse lore. And you don't talk about Syracuse's basketball history without talking about Georgetown. And when Syracuse left the Big East, it was the thing you would miss the most. I miss the the whole thing. I miss the whole thing. But it's the thing you miss the most. And give credit to the previous administration and the current athletic director, John Wildhack, for making sure that this rivalry, albeit a non-conference rivalry, it's not nearly as big a game as when North Carolina comes here or Duke comes here, but this is a game that I care about and that fans care about, and that's the best thing in sports. And the only person, and I'm, I brought this argument to alums, I have brought this argument to Twitter, I have brought this argument to friends, we've taken calls on this, the only human being who doesn't agree with this is on the line with us back again, Pauly Sebelia. And it's, it's uncanny. And that was my point on The Mandalorian. I didn't need to get out of work. I think you should have to explain yourself for five minutes, and I'll go watch the, the, the end of The Mandalorian. If you think I'm the only person that thinks that the Georgetown rivalry has run its course, you're insane. We had a caller call in and agree with me on the show the day it happened. Did you talk to anybody cousin. under 70? It was your cousin. And <laughs> do, what? tell me about the Bayheim show last night. Let's start there. It didn't, what Georgetown, it? the rivalry didn't come up. If you can make the argument that the you The rivalry didn't rivalry, come up? No. That's bad interviewing. Let's get Park on the line. <laughs> but it's just a game. Did UConn, uh, UConn was a bigger rival at the end. Yeah, but it doesn't matter about the end. It's the whole body of work. This is a game. This is the first thing I did when I got the schedule, because now I have a vested interest in this because we do the postgame show. And when this was, this when the schedule came out, the first thing I look for is when's Georgetown and where is it? Because I don't remember from one, one year to the next, and I didn't remember that it alternates years. That's the first thing you do. And I will tell you, countless fans do that. And if you want to have this argument, and this is the other thing that I thought about after our show yesterday, is this is a uh, people who live here versus people who went here. Do you think that there's something to that? No, I think there's a. I think it's an age thing more than a location thing. Like I, I don't need. I don't feel like we need to force this on the current students. Like it's time to move on. Okay, but but you agree that there's two types of Syracuse fans. In that there is the guy who grew up in this town, lives here, works here, 
it may work for the university or may have gone to the university, but literally just lives here and works here and is a Syracuse sports fan. That is a crunch season ticket holder and used to go to Chiefs games but refuses to go to Mets games because I, I, I support that. But, 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 then, but then there's the, the person who went there, the student who went there, and the student, whoever the student is, that person loves to hate a rival. And if you grew up in the New York area, it was the de- the Rangers and the Devils. If, <laughs> by the way, my yeah. dog wants to be on Twitch so badly. <laughs> <laughs> I All right, tell you, we'll bring him. It, it, it's going to take time, but the fan base will grow to hate other teams. Other teams will grow to hate us, and everything's going to be okay. Do I care if Georgetown's on the schedule? No. We can play him every year for eternity for all I care. I just don't think it's mandatory anymore. The games don't mean anything to, to well, this year it does. It, it gives you a non-conference win that you don't have. But the games don't mean anything anymore. There's, it's not twice a year. It's, it's, it's just time to maybe look ahead and think, Maybe there's something else we can do. But what about the idea? And this is the last part we'll talk about this because I have other things I want to ask you. What about the idea that you're not going to replace it? That if in the ACC there was a new rival, someone that hated you as much as you hated them, if that existed, don't you think then the Georgetown rivalry would get changed? Remember, I brought up the analogy of the Montreal Canadian fan and the Montreal Canadian Quebec Nordique rivalry was like the compared to Yankees Red Sox during the 70s and 80s, right? The Nordiques moved to Colorado. They are not even in the same conference anymore. They're not in the same division. They play each other once a year. But yet there are Montreal fans that circle that game because they hate the existence of that franchise. It's, it's an analogy. It's not apples to apples, but it's an analogy. And all You're I'm saying is, is there something. Is there something in the ACC that can replace it? No. Yes. Pittsburgh. You're going to laugh at it. Pittsburgh oh, can gosh. replace it. I guarantee if you ask Jerry McNamara, or the, like, if you put Georgetown, Pittsburgh would be up there just as high as the team he hated to play against as Pittsburgh. Georgetown was. Yes. Pittsburgh's got to work its way back up in the basketball department, but I think you could end up with a football-basketball rivalry in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. You're going to equate three decades of Georgetown to Pittsburgh. I did not. This say is not that. even fair to Pittsburgh fans. Into this. Oh man! Well, I would there take that t- bet. There buddy. was a time the Pittsburgh games meant more in the in the early 2000s than the Georgetown not, game did. Not and to if fans. You think otherwise, not you to don't fans. pay attention. But yeah, not yes, to fans. Is. No, not to old guys who can't let go. No, that's not what that is. You're the old guy who who let go. I have. It's time to move on. <laughs> All right. I don't, and I'm not saying no. And they can replace the game with Seton Hall. They can replace it with anybody. They can play Georgetown for all I care. I just don't think it's mandatory anymore. I, well, can we play them every couple years? Fine. I just don't think it's gonna. It's that big of a deal anymore. I don't know. It's, Tell it's, me about. Uh, for, they're force feeding us now. That's old guys. Big force fit. <laughs> um, 
Tell me about uh, Nico Tamarian. What do I need to know? Prep me. CNY Central. He's hosting our Twitch watch party. It's going to be fun. Yeah? That's Good guy? That's all you need to know. Does, is he like guy. a Star Wars guy or like a jock, like only sports? Like, Can I have fun with him? Yeah, she'll have fun with him. He's a great dude. Uh, right. One of the nicest people I've ever interacted with. He thinks you're a peach. Yeah, I'm sure he does. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so tomorrow, Georgetown, the game starts at, what, 1 o'clock, and uh, we've got six hours of pregame coverage. Uh, it starts at 8 in the morning, right here on ESPN Syracuse and on the Twitch thing. And yeah. then, after the game, Eric Devendorf, is coming in and he is going to co-host the post game show, the Burdick Toyota post game show. That is coming up tomorrow after Georgetown. So what you do is you log on to twitch.tv slash Cuse Sports Talk and have the watch party. And then we're going to follow Eric Devendorf walk down a hallway. Have you ever seen Eric Devendorf walk down a hallway before? Wow, I know. And then he will magically reappear in the studio, and he's going to do the post-game show with yours truly. Is that the plan? And, do I have the plan correctly? Yep. And if you're old like uh, Seth Ever can't let go of the Georgetown, you can still listen in your car or on your radio. You two. can bring so out you your transistor options. radio and turn on <laughs> TK99. If you I, get the dial the just right, you hear Matt Park in stereo. I'm going to listen to the Georgetown game on AM 1200 just so I can get the feel like <laughs> oh, it means something again. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Um, this is the sixth episode of The Mandalorian, and this is the last episode that will premiere before Episode 9, Rise of Skywalker. So I'll give you a little hint. It has nothing to do with Episode 9. By the way, and one nerd thing for me before I go. Did you yeah. see the Facebook trailer for the last uh, the Rise of Skywalker? A new trailer? No. Yes, Facebook only Rise of Skywalker. Palpatine, Kylo Ren, both in it. Amazing. Watch it now. Okay. All right. So now I have two projects. I got to watch the last five <laughs> minutes of The Mandalorian, and I got to watch a Star Wars trailer and host a Syracuse radio show. This is quite an <laughs> undertaking we've got here. <laughs> Uh, did you watch any of Ravens Jets? Did you watch any no. of Ravens Jets? No. No, either. I was in bed because I had to drive to Georgetown. I understand. All right. Well, drive safely. Uh, we'll speak to you later. And uh, you're missing the show today, but you're wrong about Georgetown, and we'll agree to disagree. All right. Talk to you Monday. All right. That's Paulie Sibelia. Uh He normally hosts this show, and uh, he's driving to Georgetown because he's working the big rivalry game. <clears throat> the big rivalry game as we'll continue here we'll talk about a couple other sports nuggets that just came down including david stern is in the hospital and well i i have a i have a conundrum about it uh we'll talk about it in just a second right here on espn syracuse this is the seth everett show all right 22 past the hour here seth everett with you on ESPN Syracuse and the Twitch. i got to remember that the Twitch is there. Twitch is there. Radio here. Radio here. Twitch there. i got to remember that. Okay. I'm, re- I'm making notes. Glad you could be with us here. Uh, Nico Tamarian from CNY Central is going to join us in about eight minutes from now. So we've got stuff to do. 
Yesterday, there was some sad news uh, that came around the sports world. And I'm pulling up the uh, the story because I want to have my facts in. Um, David Stern was uh, taken to the hospital with a brain hemorrhage. I want to make sure I say exactly correct. Yeah, brain hemorrhage. Sudden brain hemorrhage. The report was he was out to dinner in New York City and he collapsed and they took him to the hospital. He's 77 years old, and he was the commissioner for exactly 30 years. He remains affiliated with the league with the title of Commissioner Emeritus and continues to be active in the other interests, such as uh, sports tech. He's, He's very active in sports tech. We'll get to your calls in a second. The problem is, and I wish no ill will towards David Stern in, Anyway, I've met David Stern half a dozen times. The problem that I find with all of this is David Stern is this is is one third of the reason that the Seattle Supersonics do not exist. And if you watch this documentary called Sonics Gate that I've talked about on this show and I've talked about extensively with Danny Shays, and I'm sure this is going to come up with Danny Shays. The reality of it is, is that David Stern is a guy who orchestrated the sale of the Seattle Supersonics to an Oklahoma person who moved them to Oklahoma City. And I, I, there's proof that he conspired to bring that team. And the city of Seattle, which is a place I used to live, they never can forgive him. You cannot forgive him for what he did. How am I supposed to feel? I don't wish him poor. I don't wish him poor health. How am I supposed to feel? And that's where I don't know. All right, let's go to the phones. Uh, Wayne is in the car. Wayne, you're on ESPN Syracuse. Hey, Seth, uh, I got to let you know, um, Polly's right. And and I once famously, 10, 12 years ago, accidentally rooted against my own kid because they were on a youth basketball team called Georgetown, and they were playing Syracuse. And uh, the, the moms, the moms gave me some dirty looks for it, but uh, I, I got confused. But I hate Georgetown, but it's run its course. Paulie's right; it's run its course. But what has replaced it? Well, just because something's run its course doesn't mean it has to be replaced. You can go get divorced. That doesn't mean you're going to be married two days later. No, but if there, but sports. What one thing I love about sports is rivals. I like rivals. I like hating other teams as much as I like rooting for my teams. What team in existence, what college program in existence do I hate besides Georgetown? Every team that wears an ACC logo on their chest? Not really. I want to win those games. I want to win those games because I root for my team. But do you you think I, I care about Wake Forest or Georgia Tech? Or I could care less about any of those teams. I can't. I can't stand any of them, to be honest with you. <laughs> no, no. But but what I'm saying. First of all, how old are you? What's that? How old are you? We're, how old? Just, I'm I'm 43. Okay, we're we're the same age. To, to me, this is not about living in the past. This is about it's one team that I don't like. I want them to be unhappy for two hours tomorrow, and you can play. 35 games, this is the only school that I care about. And that's a rival. 
And Georgetown feels the same way about us. They miss us as much as we miss them. Except it doesn't mean anything except to us. It's There's just, no meaning on but the it's game. Just a, it's, but it's just, no, I didn't, I, I never gave it false meaning. I just said it's a rival and I hate the opponent. It's the same way I feel about the Patriots. I can't stand the Patriots, and I have a weird NFL life because I have affiliations with four teams. And all my teams, I, I, I've covered in my career the Jets, the Giants, the Seahawks, and the Broncos. And they all hate the Patriots, and I hate the Patriots. I'm a big hockey fan, right? I'm a, I'm a New Jersey Devils fan. I like, the, I, I like the Devils, but I hate the Flyers just as much, and the Rangers, and the Islanders, and I hate the other teams, and that's the most fun. And in college basketball, you have a rival. So it's a rivalry. And I never said this was a bigger game than it's not as big as a conference game. It's not anything. And it's a big game for Syracuse because they don't have a non-conference win. But it's Georgetown, and I hate them. That's why we're having a watch party. That's why there's a, the, Eric Devendorf's doing the post game. Like everything ramps up for Georgetown. It doesn't ramp up for Oklahoma State. It doesn't ramp up for Georgia Tech. It's Georgetown. At the end of the day, it's just another non-conference game. Okay. Hey, I, I get it. You, you, you I mean, look, it, it, I don't need to convince everybody. You, 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 you're going to watch the game. I'm going to watch the game. We're going to watch the game. Why we watch the game? It's the same reason. I think this is a massive rivalry. I appreciate the call. It, it, to me, that's exactly what this is. All right. Uh, Nico Tamarian from CNY Central is going to join us in just a second. I'm conflicted on David Stern. We can get back to that. I'll talk about that with Danny Shays later on on Centers of Attention. My name is Seth Everett. This is ESPN Syracuse. This is the Seth Everett Show. This portion of the show is brought to you by Bill Rapp's Rapid Purchase. Enjoy the entire car buying process from your laptop, mobile device, or tablet at BillRapp.com. So apparently, Janoris Jenkins, I want to make sure I have the facts right because I'm just seeing this story. The Giants released him, and what caught my eye was the cornerback went on Twitter and said, best news ever. (laughs) <laughs> he want, he wanted to get cut by the, the Giants. But what I didn't know, and thank you to, to, to Seth Goldberg for, for telling me, that he got into it with a fan, and he called the uh, fan a bad name. Inappropriate name. And I don't want to say it, just because I don't want to give credence to it. But he said the name, and then was asked about it, and didn't apologize, he defended it. He said, that's what I called him. That's what I that's what I am. That's what I did. That's where it's gonna go. And, <laughs> and he got cut. That's a crazy story. Joining us now here on ESPN Syracuse is our friend from CNY Central, a man who I've not shared a broadcast with, but I've seen Nico Tamarian is on the line. Nico, good morning. Welcome to the show. Hey, good morning. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Uh, good. Thanks. Uh, so tell tell the audience they they know you from CNY Central, but uh, for for those of you who don't necessarily see that show, tell me a li- tell our fans a little bit uh, a, a little bit about yourself. Yeah, for sure. Born and raised in Syracuse, so obviously really excited for tomorrow. Um, been at CNY Central the TV station <laughs> almost Pandora's thirteen years now, and the uh, sports director for the last thirteen years. So 
yeah, it's it's uh, it's a fun thing, and of course, you know, when you you grow up in Central New York, and then you get paid to go to the Q's games. It's not a bad gig. It's my dream job, and uh, pretty awesome. awesome stuff. That's great. Um, here's an idea. Uh, you said this is a big game tomorrow. I agree. I think it's a big game. It's the it's the game I circle on the calendar. It's the team I can't stand. Tell me where you weigh <laughs> in on that because uh, we we've had a bit of a debate this week on the show. You know, it's funny because if you look at the generation of Orange fans, you know, maybe some that uh, their fanship came aboard a little bit later, uh, whether by choice or by age, you know, they may say Connecticut or even maybe even Duke for some younger people. But obviously, Georgetown is the rival of the big, and I don't have to tell you that, of course. So for me, it's always going to be Georgetown. And there's just something about when you see that gray and blue jersey at the other side, you just don't like it. John Thompson's always in the crowd, too. And I'll say this, the four games since Syracuse left the Big East for the ACC have really had these great storylines that have been classic. So I think it's proof that the rivalry is still alive and well. You know, the the thing that I, I, I wonder about, and maybe you can, you're going to talk about this. We should talk about the idea that you are going to be hosting the watch party uh, yes. on twitch.tv slash Talk. We are on Twitch right now. So smile, you're on Twitch right now. Oh, no, wait, there's no camera. <laughs> There's no camera where you are. Um, right. But here, but here's the thing. I think the only way to remove a rivalry is to replace a rivalry. And I don't think that there is a current team that serves as a rival. And my frame of reference, just I'm a big hockey guy. I remember the Rangers in hockey used to be real rivals with the Islanders. And then the Devils came in. And the Devils weren't the rivalry. But then 93 and 94 happened, and then 95 happened, and the, De- the Rangers won the Stanley Cup and the Devils, and they played each other in the playoffs, and then a rivalry ignited, right? No, absolutely. And you can make the argument that some of the games with Syracuse and Duke have kind of, in recent years, fostered that. The only issue on that part is that you know, Duke fans obviously will always see Carolina as, as the rival right. and vice versa. And they, so they don't the care. Of, exactly. And the only animosity that can maybe match Syracuse, Georgetown is Connecticut, but there's no imminent plan to play Syracuse and UConn every year. So it, to me, I mean, it, it's Georgetown, like you said, until or if somebody takes the spot. And the only potential team I see right now is Duke, which will never be the rival for Duke. Well, and the analogy I made for that, tell me if you disagree, is the the Mariners. So I used to work for the Seattle Mariners, and their biggest rival from 1995 on was the New York Yankees. The Yankees could care less about the Mariners. They care about the Red Sox. And so it's not a rivalry. It's You may have an intimidation situation, or you may want to beat them. And I'm not saying that a Duke game is not a big game. I'm, I'm not putting extra weight on this game. But what I'm saying is, this is the only team of the 33 that they play this season that I care about. It's the only team that I circle and say, I want them to be unhappy. I don't care about the other teams. Virginia doesn't <laughs> matter to me, and Wake Forest doesn't matter to me. And and as somebody who lived in central New York for as long as you have, do you sense that the, the community is embracing the ACC opponents or is it just, well, we love Syracuse basketball, so it doesn't matter if we play the Harlem Globetrotters, we're going to cheer? Well, yeah, that's just it. I, I think that the, the whole of the ACC 
You know, I think Syracuse fans, like, yeah, like you said, it's a big game, but they're not exactly circling the calendar when Virginia Tech's coming to town, things like that, right? Uh, when it comes to Duke, the analogy used with the Mariners is, is absolutely spot on. It's perfect. You know, Georgetown is just that team. It doesn't matter if they they have a losing record. It doesn't matter how bad or good they are. Syracuse fans just hate Georgetown, and you know that. And I, the other day, Jagan Mosley, he had a quote, and I, and I thought it perfectly summed it up. Here's a guy that's in college now. Is it somebody that watched the rivalry in the 80s? And he said, it's something special when you step on the court and you know the guys on the other side hate you, but you hate them even more. And that's a current player. And, and that's the state of this thing right now. So uh, I certainly you know, think the last four years helped foster that, not just with the current players, but I, you know, maybe with those younger sports fans that didn't grow up with the 80s or even the 90s with Syracuse, George, and by the 2000s, it kind of cooled off a little bit because Georgetown was in a slump. So, yeah, you know, uh, the ACC, you know, the level of competition and seeing Duke and Carolina, that'll always be special. But I'm so glad that Syracuse and Georgetown still play. In fact, Patrick Ewing actually said that when he called Jim Bayon to extend the contract, which ended last year, they extended it, obviously. Bayon told him the only reason he was extending it was because Ewing was there and Ewing was calling him. And that just makes it extra special. Oh, it, it, it it sounds great and it feels great. There's there's no question. One thing about Patrick Ewing that I would love for you to bring up. You know, you're doing the show with uh, with Lawrence Moten and Eric Devendorf and Roosevelt Bowie, right? And yep. that's the that's the Twitch thing tomorrow. And one of the things that Patrick Ewing said that I thought launched a fascinating conversation this week on the radio has been. Patrick Ewing believes that there is something in basketball called a big man's bias. That he feels that he was passed over for NBA head coaching jobs when he was more than qualified, not because of the color of his skin, but because of the height that he is. And that there is a perception amongst management, amongst just the basketball community, that tall people are stupid. And he said, well, I mean, it. Not, 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 I didn't, I didn't say it, but he said, of course. And, and he was asked about it and he said, absolutely. There's a bias. There is a, bi- there is as much a bias against big men as there is in anything in basketball. And I'd be curious to get Roosevelt, Devendorf's and you know, they're, they're not necessarily big men, but they know big men and they play with big men. And there's no reason why a big man can't be as smart. People have this perception that only guards can be smart. And I, I, I don't agree with that. No, I don't either. And, 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 you know, it's one of those things that I'll be excited to ask Rosie about that tomorrow. You know, when we're at the watch party, obviously you're going to talk about fun things. All right, tell me your best Georgetown trash talk. Tell me your best story, that sort of thing. But, no, I look forward to especially asking somebody like Rosie about this because, obviously, a big. And when you really, you know, you probably, your casual fan doesn't think about that. But then when it's brought to their attention and you start thinking about the former players that have been, great coaches or at least gotten those opportunities in the league. Oh yeah, that guy's a card. Oh yeah, that guy's a card. So I, mean, I think there is something to it. Um, and it's, I think it's a fascinating thing to look into. So when you look down the line, um, really, even for Patrick, you know, the reason he has his head coaching job now, I understand it's college, not the pros is because he's, you know, their all time best player too. So there had to be some special circumstance even on that front. So it's an interesting thing. And, you know, one more plug here, you know, twitch.tv slash Talk. I mean, that's going to be, well, the kind of the essence of it. Yeah, we're watching the game, and those guys are legends, and they're going to give their insight. But it's an opportunity 
to kind of ask those guys those unique things and for fans to ask them, you know, get that exclusive insider analysis. This is a really cool thing tomorrow, whether it's SU Georgetown or whether it's fascinating things like you just brought up. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna have a great wide ranging conversation, and it should be a lot of fun. And uh, the last last time they did this for Virginia, they put balloons. So I would say this, Nico: <laughs> if you walk in and they don't have balloons, walk out. What snack put your I bring? foot down. I didn't hear what you said. Oh, great! Right. What snack should I bring? Oh wow! Uh, well, you gotta go Tostitos. You gotta go Tostitos. But I think they're gonna provide you with snacks. I mean, because I think that's in uh, Roosevelt Bowie's contract. <laughs> I hope so. I hope it's in mine too. <laughs> yeah, you gotta renegotiate. You gotta gotta renegotiate it if you can. Uh, hey, man. Uh, one 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 basketball thing while we while we have you here. Um, yeah. This team is so live by the sword, die by the sword, and you got this backcourt that unless they hit these outside shots, you know, like they did against Georgia Tech, they really have no shot to against really good uh, opponents. What about this idea that it's going to be this, like, nail-biting kind of season to see if this team puts it together? Yeah, I think that, I mean, you hit the nail on the head as far as, you know, there's these guys on the team that are just unbelievable shooters, but... Even the best shooters have cold nights, and we've seen that in some of these games. One thing I think to take from that Georgia Tech game, I mean, number one, it shows the potential when they are hot. I mean, I don't care who the ACC team is, but when you went on the road in the ACC by 34 points, that's saying something. That said, there was something Jim Beheim did in that game that I really loved, and that was when, to spell Joe Girard. He put in Howard Washington at the point. Now, Howard isn't obviously the shooter that Joe Girard is, but he is a natural point guard. And he does provide that nice, calming presence on the ball. And he got eight assists. And I understand the game was out of hand for a lot of it. Uh, but that's the kind of distributor that Syracuse needs. Now, this isn't a knock on Joe. I think Joe is going to start. He's going to be a great Syracuse player. And he's going to continue to start because he is so dangerous and brings so many great things to the table. But previously, when Joe was going out, to be Bryson Goodine, who also would be a good player, but, you know, isn't exactly a natural point guard. So I think Howard coming in was great. And... You know, again, I actually uh, talked to Joe Girard the other day. I asked him, so far in your college career, what's been the welcome to college hoops moment? Has there been one thing? We know he's a confident guy, but has there been one thing that's really welcomed him to college hoops? And he told me, he's like, yeah. And maybe you saw this on a broadcast. In the Georgia Tech game, I had two turnovers in a row, and Coach Bayon pulled me aside and just absolutely ripped me apart. And I was like, yep, this is college <laughs> yeah, basketball. That. that hasn't happened to me before. He's like, well, you know, I'm going to take that. I'm going to be even better, and we'll see if it happens tomorrow. Listen, I, I, he's an easy guy to root for, and we're pulling for him. I just, I think it's it's the wrong year to be rooting for him. I want him, I, I want him to be a sophomore already. Just fast forward time, and and let me see him a little older, because the things he's going to learn this freshman year are truly amazing. Again, one more last time: Twitch.tv/slash Q Sports Talk. That's this. That's what we're on right now. You're on Twitch right now. And Nico's going to be there with Roosevelt Bowie, Lawrence Moten, and Eric Devendorf, and it's going to be great. And then the cameras are going to watch Eric Devendorf walk down a hallway into the radio studio because Eric's going to join me for the postgame show after the game. So we're looking forward to that. Nico, great job. Thanks so much for doing this, and uh, good luck tomorrow. You're going to have a blast. 
Yeah, thank you. Hey, I'm a long-time listener, first time calling for me, so thanks for having me. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Welcome. That is Nico Tamarian from CNY Central right here on ESPN Syracuse. We'll take a quick time out. Uh, get you set for Centers of Attention coming up at the top of the hour right here on ESPN Syracuse. This is the Seth Everett Show. Got a couple minutes here left until centers of attention at the top of the hour. Danny Shays, I'm sitting in for a ton today. Do that big man conversation. It's just hard to have a big man conversation with Danny Danny Shays because he is a big man and he's smart. And so he'll agree, you know, that that's that's the issue. So, um, Sad uh, news from the entertainment world. We have to uh, bring up uh, Danny Aiello passed away yesterday. Uh, it was just revealed today. Uh, he was in The Godfather Part Two, uh, Once Upon a Time in America, 1984, Purple Rose of Cairo, Moonstruck. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Uh, Two Days in the Valley. Uh, he, he's been in a ton of stuff. Um, he's been on Broadway. Uh, he was the father. Ready for this? He was the father of... In Madonna's Papa Don't Preach video. Remember that song? And he was the guy who was the father. Um, he played uh, Jack Ruby uh, in, a, in a 92 movie, uh, Ruby. You know, Jack Ruby's the guy who shot Lee Harvey Oswald. Um, he was in Pret-a-Porter, Robert Altman. He was in Jacob's Ladder. Uh, he, had a, he won an Oscar opposite Cher in Moonstruck. I mean, pretty, pretty uh, iconic career. But there's a sports angle to it. His nephew is none other than Michael K. Like Danny Aiello, Michael K. is the nephew of Danny Aiello, which I had no idea. But um, he wrote an autobiography. Uh, I only know who I am when I'm somebody else. My life on the street, on the stage, and in the movies. That was his book. And um, he lived in New Jersey and was in all these movies. He won Oscars, you know, won, won all these awards. And his nephew is the television voice of the Yankees. So, uh, our sorry, sorry to hear about Danny Aiello. Aiello. Um, I'll say his name correctly, at least. Uh, best Supporting Actor for... Oh, Spike, uh, Do the Right Thing. Oh, my God. How did I forget Do the Right Thing? That's pretty bad. That's a bad job by me. But uh, nonetheless, uh, that is pretty cool. Um, Danny Aiello passed away. All right, tomorrow, here's the plan. We have all the pregame coverage with uh, Goldberg and everybody else uh, before the game. One o'clock, the game, Syracuse at Georgetown. So it's it's in D.C. It's at the Wizards Arena. I think that's the Capital One Center. I think that's what they call it. And that's funny because the Capital One Center, um, the the Wizards, when they were the Washington Bullets, and Georgetown used to play at the, the old Capital Center, which was for the Washington Capitals. And uh, that was in Maryland. Landover, Maryland. That's where I saw Syracuse play Georgetown. I never saw Syracuse play Georgetown in the new arena, but the new arena is not that new. It's like 20 years old. 
nonetheless there. Um, so anyway, 1 o'clock, twitch.com. This, if you're watching this, you can come back here. Just stay subscribed, stay logged on to this right here, and you'll see at 1 o'clock, Roosevelt Bowie, Eric Devendorf, and Lawrence Moten all together with uh, Nemo, Nemo, <laughs> I said it, Nico Tamarian. Um, they're all going to be together for the watch party, and then Devo and I are going to do the post-game show, the Burdick BMW and Burdick Lexus post-game show after the game, right around 3 o'clock, we figure, thereabouts, unless it's overtime or something, something kooky happens. All right, Centers of Attention is coming up next. I'm Seth Everett. Uh, we'll talk to you then. This is ESPN Syracuse.